Hello everyone, this is Chaplain Trisha, and I am glad to be able to bring you worship for this 25th week after Pentecost. We come now to the end of this season in our church year, when we have heard again um, Jesus preaching and teaching, and now um, today we hear him talking about um, what it will be like um, when he will come again. He's been telling his disciples that he needs to leave them, um, but with the promise that he will come again. And so our first hymn today talks about... Um, being soon and very soon that we will see the king. We will know the day when Jesus comes back again. So this song, um, we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 3. And then after we sing verse 4, as you'll see down at the bottom of the page, um, we've got some extra hallelujahs to sing. So here we go. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the king. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the king. No more dying there, we are going to see the king. No more dying there, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the King. Hallelujah. 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 The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all and also with you. The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. 
If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. The Lord be with you and also with you. We pray together. Almighty God, your sovereign purpose brings salvation to birth. Give us faith to be steadfast amid the tumults of this world, trusting that your kingdom comes and your will is done. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from the book of Daniel. And Daniel saw um, things about the time to come. At that time, Michael, the great prince, the protector of your people, shall arise. There shall be a time of anguish such as never occurred since nations first came into existence. But at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading today comes from Hebrews and again talks about um, how we are to live until the day Jesus comes again. When Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since then has been waiting until his enemies would be made a footstool for his feet. For by a single offering he has protected perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who has promised is faithful. And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear our gospel, let us join in singing a word of God incarnate on page five. O word of God incarnate, O wisdom from on high, O truth unchanged, unchanging, O light of our dark sky, we praise you for the radiance that from the hallowed page a lantern to our footsteps shines on from age to age. 
The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 13th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what large stones and what large buildings. Then Jesus asked him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left here upon another. All will be thrown down. When he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Then Jesus began to say to them, Beware that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name and say, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is still to come. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. There was a Canadian lacrosse team a few years back that had an advertising slogan that said, We'll sell you the whole seat for the game, but you only need the edge. It was meant to convey that the game would be full of excitement, enthusiasm, and expectation. That's what we think of when we think of sitting on the edge of our seat. The adrenaline rushes, the heart pumps stronger, and the pulse races. The term living on the edge has that same sense of excitement about it. The edginess keeps one alert, sharp, ready. Most of us don't live on the edge. We only occasionally sit on the edge of our seats as exciting sports games or movie thrillers are in front of us. Truth is, we can't live with constant adrenaline rushes and heightened heart rates. We'd wear out. The body and mind couldn't take it. Living on the edge can be dangerous, and perhaps that's one reason we seek it in small doses, if at all. But our scripture lesson from Mark 13 today is guaranteed to raise the pulse a bit. In it, Jesus begins to tell the disciples of signs of the end of the age. The entire chapter has been called Mark's mini-apocalypse. And apocalyptic literature was a special kind of writing that was very popular at the time of Jesus. It dealt with looking at the end of the world using very meaningful symbols. Imagery, often powerful and wild imagery, was used to paint word pictures. In our lesson, 
Jesus responded to a comment on how magnificent the temple was. He looked past the building to a time when it would be destroyed. Indeed, the temple would be destroyed within a generation of Jesus speaking these words. Jesus then took the disciples on a verbal journey to the end times. And the reason Jesus told the disciples these things wasn't so they could pinpoint a date. It wasn't to give them a head start so they could get their affairs in order. And it wasn't certainly to let them gloat when things happen and they could say, I told you so. Actually, with the exception of the destruction of the temple, none of the disciples saw the things Jesus would said would usher in the end of the world. And we haven't seen them yet, either, 2,000 plus years later. It may look like it, but it isn't. The point Jesus was making was to watch out, be prepared, persevere in the midst of the struggles to come. For the early Christians, there were going to be times shortly after Jesus ascended to heaven that they would believe the end would be near. Within 10 years or so, nearly all the 12 disciples would be dead, mostly as martyrs. Within a generation, persecution would seek to destroy the church and the believers themselves. The end of the world didn't come, but threats to bring about the end of faith and the end of the church were certainly on the horizon. And so the key was to be alert. Be prepared and persevere. Believers would have to dig deep to continue to be enthusiastic and energetic about a faith that could cost them their lives. Things wouldn't be easy for anyone who followed Jesus. Their own end could come at any time. In effect, Jesus was telling the disciples that they would have to live on the edge. Danger would lend an edginess to their lives. Their faith would have to get them through times when it would be a lot easier to give up and give into the pressures that oppose God. After the resurrection and after the church was up and running, many in the first generation did actually believe that Christ would return before they died. They lived in expectation. They lived with energy and enthusiasm because they fully anticipated they would live to see the second coming. They lived with an edge. They lived with an attitude that remained focused on the Lord day in and day out. This is an important lesson for us as well. I'm not talking about panicked living as we try to categorize how world affairs are pointing to the end of the world. 
And I'm not talking about the edginess of stress and busyness in life that can take up a lot of our energy. A group of Americans made a trip with Brazilian natives down the Amazon River. The first day they rushed. The second day they rushed. The next day they rushed. One day, anxious to continue the trek, they were surprised to find the natives seated together in a circle. When asked the reason for the delay, a guide answered, They are waiting. They cannot move further until their souls have caught up with their bodies. Living on the edge isn't helpful to anyone at all, even if it seems to be the expected way of life nowadays. But the edge I'm talking about is what the first generation Christians had. The edge that came from listening to Jesus' words, to watch, be alert, be sure to persevere in faith. We need to be alert each day to opportunities to build up more and more the kingdom of God, to work for justice and peace, to feed the hungry, visit the lonely, be about the work of a follower of Christ. An anonymous poet put it this way, When the last hungry person is fed, and the last homeless person one put to bed, when the crying of the children is stilled, and the cupboards of poor homes are filled, when the gospel of Christ has been preached to the last, the lost, and the least, when sad, broken hearts have been mended, and sin and crime are all ended. When Christ rules the hearts of all women and men, and this heaven and this earth is a little like heaven, then, why then we can sit idly by, wait in peace for our home in the sky. But while sin, death, and want are around us, and evil forces surround us. God gives us the grace to attack it and keep everlastingly at it. May we be on the edge of our spiritual seats each day, excited about living our lives as Christians who can do the work of God here and now and who hope for the day of rest when God's kingdom comes in full. Amen. Indeed, may we always continue working um, for the kingdom of God and following um, Jesus Christ, our King Eternal. Lead on, O King Eternal, the day of March has come. Henceforth in fields of conquest, your tents will be our home. Through days of preparation, your grace has made us strong. And now, O King Eternal, we lift our battle song. 
Lead on, O King Eternal, till sin's fierce war shall cease, and holiness shall whisper the sweet amen of peace. For not with swords loud clashing, nor roll of stirring drums, but deeds of love and mercy, the heavenly kingdom comes. Lead on, O King Eternal, we follow not with fears. For gladness breaks like morning, where'er your face appears. Your cross is lifted o'er us, we journey in its light. The crown awaits the conquest, lead on, O God of might. In Christ you have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. Living together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us join our hearts together in the prayers. Eternal God, you hold firm amid the changes of this world. Hear us now as we pray for the church, the world, and everyone in need. God, our constant, you love our universe from beginning to end. As the seasons change, protect animals that migrate and hibernate. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our ruler, you write your law on human minds and hearts. Give wisdom to all elected leaders and officials to govern with insight and compassion. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our stronghold, you are present amid disaster. Come to the aid of all survivors of earthquakes, famines, floods, hurricanes, and wildfires, and the first responders who support them. Calm their fear, supply their need, and be the solid ground beneath their feet. God, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. God, our beginning and our end, your beloved people shine like the brightness of the sky. 
we thank you for the lives of all who rest in your eternal mercy. Assure us of your resurrection promise. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, our hope and strength, we entrust you to all for whom we pray. Remain with us always through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. May God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine, grant you the gifts of faith and hope. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. And so, indeed, we wait on the edge of our spiritual seat working each day for the building up of the kingdom of our Lord, hoping in that day for when we all get to heaven. And that is our last hymn today on the back page of the bulletin. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the pilgrim path pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. While we walk the let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving him every day. Just one glimpse of him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory.
to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Go in peace. The Spirit sends us forth to serve. Thanks be to God. And thank you for um, joining me for this time of worship. May you have a blessed rest of this day and a blessed week ahead.